Hey everyone, and welcome to the I'll Take the Glass podcast. I'm Taylor. And I'm Preston. No matter what's in it, grab a glass. And, and let's, let's do, do life, life together. together. Yo, back with another episode. Excited to be here just like every single day that we are living. Because um, <laughs> remember, I'm the optimist. Uh, so we're excited. Got a fun topic today that we get to discuss. I'm pretty sure I say that every time I do the intro on a podcast. You that do. This That's is okay. fun or something that we're really passionate about. Those are my go-tos. <laughs> but before we get started on today's topic, which is the topic of counseling and our thoughts on that, mm-hmm. I've got a few would you rathers because okay. that's also something I'm passionate about. Yes, you are. You hate Five are they appropriate? Yeah, all okay. of them are appropriate. All right. Would you rather be forced to sing along to every song for the rest of your life or have to dance to every song you hear for the rest of your life? Dance. So regardless of when it comes on, like you're either mm-hmm. singing or dancing, you'd rather dance to it than Hands sing down. to it? I didn't mean either one of them are going to be good, but you're saying dancing? Yes, like right. I wish I could live that free. Okay. Question Are you number, not answering them? I'll come back to them. Oh, okay. Question number two. Okay. And I know your answer already. <laughs> Would you rather be chronically underdressed or chronically overdressed? Underdressed. I knew it. <laughs> Every day. Every day of my life I'll it. go underdressed. <laughs> I absolutely thought that would happen. Uh, so, I I mean, just what, I don't what is that? What, is that, what would that have looked like on our wedding day? Uh... I would just take it down a notch on the dress. No, chronically, like severely underdressed. I mean, we're rocking the sweatpants and the hoodie like I did on our first date meeting each other. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> you I can't be... have more than that. Uh, I mean, what do you do? Where you wear jeans or slacks? I'm not wearing slacks to our wedding. All right. This is a little bit different. This is, might require you to think a little bit. I have no idea what you'd say here. Okay. Would you rather lose your sight... Or Oof. lose all of your memories. <gasps> my sight. Oh, oh, I don't know. This is gonna make. I That's really might one. cry. <laughs> that is okay. a difficult one. The memories, though. Do I get to look back at the memories of my phone? No, I don't know. But then, if I can't, oof, I don't know. I I think I might go the sight, but I've written this one makes me want to cry. That's a hard one. The thought of any either one. Yeah, that's tough. All right. Another good one. Mm-hmm. And I don't know what you would say. Okay. Would you rather... I'm so unpredictable, babe. That's exactly what it is. Would you rather give up air conditioning and heat for the rest of your life or give up the internet for the rest of your life? Internet. I can have other people, like... Would it no, come that's the not how it works. Don't, there's no loopholes. That means you do not get to access anything internet. Not like, oh, but then I can work. Yeah, I you. I mean, but what's the first one? A heat air conditioner. Oh Lord, have mercy. I think I'm still going internet. Yeah, I mean your your thought process is oh I'll just stand over your shoulder and tell you what to Google for me. Like no, that's not how these work. No, I would You're go ask questions. I'd give up the internet. People live without the internet back in the day. Yeah, they I, lived without air conditioning and heat back in the day. Yeah, but well. I can't. I can't do that. I can't sweat <laughs> in my sleep or be freezing. So I'm going. I'm giving up the internet. All right. Last question. Mm-hmm. Would you rather be eleven feet tall? Or two feet tall. 
<laughs> Two. What? Then I'd be taller than you if I'm 11 feet. Uh, yeah, you'd be taller than everyone, not just me. I know, and so I'd rather be shorter than you than taller than you. Uh, but that'd be hard to live. I'm going to, I'd, I'd probably go with 11 feet. I'm 11 feet, yep. Would you still marry me if I would? Answer carefully. <laughs> <laughs> of course. Would you rather I be 11 feet or 2 feet? I don't know. That's hard. That's even harder than the original question. Because you could never, like, you wouldn't be able to reach me. We wouldn't, imagine the bed we'd have to sleep in. Probably rather you be two feet and I just carry you around with me. <laughs> Fair enough. Right on my hip. Like I used to carry it around my kids. Okay, fair enough. Okay. Are you not going to answer? All right, you want me to go through them? Here we go. For question number one, I think, oof, I think I'd rather be forced to sing along than dance to every song. I can still dance when I want to, but... Like I can kind of just mumble the words to the no, song. No, you said no loopholes. Singing is different. Singing and mumbling are not it's, the same I'm thing. Not, it's not like it didn't say. Would you rather sing like Buddy the Elf every time a song came on? Like no, <laughs> that's not what we're saying. But like, just think about like in an elevator, like I pack, mean, packed crowded elevator, and you're just getting it. Yeah, mm, mm, <laughs> everybody can mm, see mm, your moves mm, right now. Mm. So I think I'd rather be forced to sing, dance when I want to, but I'll sing to everything. All right. I think I would rather be chronically overdressed than underdressed, personally. That's so uncomfortable. That means you can't dress the way that you sleep. I didn't say in bed. It, it counts. It says no. always. Yes, it says always. It's so you would rather sleep in clothes. No. Okay. So <laughs> I'll paint my nails or something and I'm overdressed for how I already go to sleep. Boom. No, sir. That's not how that works. I'll do my hair. Okay. Um, no, I think, see, I view that more of like, I have to go to the gym in like jeans or something. You have to go to work every day. You, you wear joggers to work. Yeah, I wear sweatpants to work every day. Yeah, so I have you'd to have wear to wear like go. slacks and a button down every Oof. day. Like, okay. That I would, sounds I would awful. do that. It does. It does. But it's better than the alternative. No, it's not. Think Absolutely. about all the times in your life where you have to be overdressed. For, you've mentioned a wedding. Okay. Outside of that, I'm, I'm underdressed yeah, but, but the see, majority me, of the time. To me, like the the times I would need to be dressed and wouldn't be would be harder than I feel overdressed right now to me. I think the biggest thing, and you're not even thinking about it to me, the biggest thing is like, all right, what would I wear? Like we went to the water park or the beach. What do I wear to the beach? You know, like what is overdressed to the beach? Right. Probably like some cargo shorts or something. That's awful. That sounds, that sounds absolutely awful. I would never be able to wear yoga pants or joggers or anything. That sounds horrific, like nightmarish. All right. Lose your sight or your memories. I think about our kids on this one. So it makes me sad. And you. Yeah. I have a hard time with that. Yeah. Pass. Uh, uh, no, I had to answer you it. You didn't answer. You I said, said sight. You went back and forth and said, oh, I don't know. This is tough. I but just, then I, I finalized I it with sight. Say. Okay, moving on. What's your next one? Um, Air conditioning heat for the rest of my life or internet for the rest of my I life. I know what you're answering. <laughs> oh, excuse me. I think I'd probably give up 
Listen, we live in Houston, Texas, so... Mm. You hate sweating yeah, when you're I, not working out. But I do it. So, like, to me, it's like, hey, you know, once you, once you get no. started, I think I'm giving up air conditioning and heat. What? What? The internet means that much to you. I just think about like we live through the internet. But we could go back to not. Yeah, like you're making a case for that. Like people didn't also not have central air conditioning. Right, but units. it's uh, it's unhealthy to have to not have air. It's, it's unhealthy. It's not oxygen. It's air conditioning. I know, but it's just it's it's unhealthy. All right, moving on. Why are okay. you arguing with my would I'm not arguing. Answer? I'm just trying to provide some reason because I'm the wise one in this relationship. So I've All right, 11 feet tall or two feet tall. I'm choosing I'd rather be 11 feet tall. Oh, well, then good. You could be 11 feet tall with me and we could yeah, match up. There's no way I'd want to be two feet tall. All I, right. I do not see an advantage to that whatsoever. Uh, you could probably get free meals because people think you're a kid. No, like I'm two feet with a beard. Like it ain't no mistake in it. Yeah, you wouldn't be able to ride the water park rides or anything. I'm saying, I don't have a beard, though, so I can get I away with it. the advantage there. All right. Well, um, I'd be interested to hear what everybody else has to say. If you've got some would-you-rather answers, let us know. DM us. We'd love to hear them. Um, today, we're jumping into um, a... I, I don't want to say it's a heavy topic. I don't know if it was a heavy topic. No, I, don't, but I, don't, I don't think it's a heavy topic. You think it's okay? So we're talking about counseling today. Yep. Do you think it's been more normalized? Because it used to be like you don't go to counseling, you don't talk about it. Like that was a big deal. Oh, Not no. you I, specifically. I I could be wrong, but I I feel like it's always been a little more normal for women to get counseling than guys to get counseling. But um, I don't know. I I don't think this has to be real heavy, because while the idea of counseling and trauma and pain and wounds mm -hmm. like that kind of all is synonymous or like in the same category to me, like we're instructed to seek counsel. Like it's wise to seek counsel and to seek wise counsel. And so I kind of view it in that light. Like it doesn't always have to be like these heavy, dark issues. Like I've come to you, I've gone to, mentors and i've sought counsel as it related to making a decision about a job or whatever like to me i i think that we kind of lose that side of it at times that counseling like there's a time and a place and professionals that can help us with life because life is going to be hard there's sin in this world nothing is going to be easy um, and so we will experience very difficult things. And there are professionals that have been gifted and called to go into the field of counseling and help us through those times and those uh, seasons of our life. I also think that there's counsel in your circle and who you have conversation with and help, how, like people who can help you process things and uh things of that nature. So that's kind of like, I think of both sides of it. That's why I don't really say, I don't think counseling is a heavy topic, but I will, I do think counseling is more normal today than it was For sure. like when our parents were growing up and yeah. probably more normal, obviously more normal than when their parents are growing up and so on and so forth. I would say it's even more normal than when we were growing up. Yeah. 
Like, I mean, now we're adults and it's normal, but I would say, I would say it's probably more normal now Yeah. than when you're growing up. But so that's kind of something I kind of, I wanted to touch on is a lot of people see it's just speaking from counseling in general, but let's say emotional, like assistance, like mental health, um, yeah. things like that, like professional counseling. A lot of people view it as like showing your emotions or expressing how you feel is weak. And I have a thought to that because one, I, I mean, we talked to our kids, we just read a book with our kids about what's in your heart, expressing how you feel, putting words to emotions, which is healthy. Um, I read a book about boys, like teaching boys what it looks like to express their emotions because yeah. it's healthier. It helps it like there's there's research and statistics that show that boys who feel the opportunity to express themselves and how they're feeling and their emotions are healthier typically better dads and all that and so on so yeah yeah. so but i mean just a thought to kind of add to that is like jesus was a strong person and he um but he showed emotion like he showed anger he showed sadness he showed uh joy like jesus showed all of these things and so to me like someone who was incredibly strong i mean somebody doesn't just knowing what's coming you know get on the cross and go okay i'm gonna take this yeah. like even though he didn't want to he willingly did it like there's there's a ton of strength in that there's bravery there's all of that yeah. if someone as strong as jesus can show emotion and then offers us the opportunity to show emotion then i think like as someone seeking out what it looks like in that way like i think he's the best example for that yeah. And to me, Jesus sought counsel, like he sought counsel from God. He leaned on the disciples and people around him and expressed emotion to them. He expressed emotion to people he didn't necessarily, you know, know. Um, I mean, he knew them if it's Jesus, but you know what I mean? Like he, it wasn't his 12. And so to me, like, I think we've got to change because it's, we can say it's more normalized than it is, but there's still people out there and potentially people listening who don't feel like counseling is something that they can do because it shows weakness or they're fear- fearful of it or they don't know what it's going to look yeah. like for them. Or I'll just get over it. Like, yeah. it's not a big deal, whatever. Yeah. And so to me, we've got to change the example that we're looking at. Because we've got to stop using human nature and human examples and things like that and look at like how Jesus handled it. I think that's a big thing to note. But um, so another thing to kind of talk about, like uh, I know you want to speak to the marriage counseling side of it that we've kind of yeah. talked about. I mean, before. I know that for us, we are almost seven years into marriage mm-hmm. um, and forever to go. Mm-hmm. But I know oh, that you're stuck with me, babe. Even like, oh yeah, I'm not stuck with you. I I get to be married to you. Yeah, but you also don't have a choice. Um, <laughs> but I know even seven years into our marriage, we still reference and talk about things that we learned and discussed in our premarital counseling. Mm-hmm. And I would say to any young couple or any single listening, premarital counseling needs to be one of your non-negotiables. Like you mm-hmm. have to, have to, have to go through premarital counseling. A lot of the stuff we've talked on this podcast, we learned in premarital counseling. Mm-hmm. Premarital counseling introduced us to our love languages. And I know I have talked about them a ton and we have talked about it a bunch on this podcast, but just learning how you are loved and how your partner is loved. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that you can 
love each other in those ways so that they feel the most fulfilled. Mm -hmm. Um, We like in our private conversations, we use like different strategies and techniques that we learned in premarital counseling, like how to handle disagreement and arguments or hurt. And Mm -hmm. uh, it it allowed us uh, space to kind of talk and build on our pasts and things like that. Um, And so like, again, life is hard. People carry baggage, people Mm -hmm. carry skeletons into relationship. And so I just think that premarital counseling kind of gave us a foundation for our marriage that was solid mm-hmm. and a place that we can really build from and like really gave us strong roots. Yeah. Um, I think that we also have not gotten it right. So it's served as a great baseline for us to kind of refer to. Yeah, absolutely. Like it didn't make it hasn't made everything perfect, but it's been a good baseline. No, for us. I mean, I, I would I would go as far as say, I like I think we would be we would be or would have like we would have been in trouble like real without. real trouble without premarital counseling. Yeah, I agree with that. Like just in just from the standpoint of like conflict resolution alone. Mhm. Like that day in premarital counseling. Yeah. Alone has probably saved our marriage a few times. Yeah. You yeah, know? yeah. I agree with that. Um so I just think that that's critical and then we've talked about as well throughout our marriage that like having somebody that we can go to as like in a couples session just as just as like a hey like a baseline or we want to kind of air some things out or mm-hmm. whatever that can speak into our marriage from a non-biased standpoint yeah, that's so um good. that can like that is paid to see both sides yeah and then offer thoughts and feedback and mm-hmm. things of that nature um I know that when we seek counseling, we professional counseling, we always go the route of Christian counseling. Um, I mm-hmm. think that that's for us one of our kind of pillars that we would say like a requirement. And, and it's yeah. not to say that seeking a counselor that doesn't base their counseling off of Christian practice is bad at all. Mm-hmm. I just know for us, that's what we're choosing to and have chosen to do in the past. Yeah. Um, and so marriages are hard. They mm-hmm. are. We just got back from a trip where uh, we got to go celebrate some of our good friends that got married. Um, and like, it's just a reminder to us. I know on that trip, like marriage is hard and it's easy to get like it's it's very easy to look up all of a sudden and be like, holy smokes, how did we get here? Mm-hmm. You know, because it's such minor steps getting off track. Like mm-hmm. it's not going to be just this one very aggressive 90 degree, 180 degree right turn mm-hmm. or left turn. And now it's all like you like, oh, that's the moment. Like typically it's going to be a one small step off track leads to another small step off track. And all I'm doing is staring at my feet walking. And now I look up and I don't recognize where we are. Mm-hmm. And so... And that's just because, again, life is hard for you as an individual. Life is hard on married couples. Mm-hmm. And so I think having somebody that can help speak in, speak life into us and uh, kind of help us out with some of our struggles, especially things that we don't feel like we can get resolve on, like true, honest resolve on mm-hmm. uh, just through our own conversation. Right. Yeah, I think that's good. And we, I know we, like you've kind of talked about is 
we mentioned kind of having a counselor as like a, a maintenance thing, like yeah. even this not it, something doesn't have to be traumatic or majorly wrong for us to go see someone like it just helps to have an unbiased opinion. We can still lean on counsel outside of that, like yeah. wise counsel outside of that. But it just helps to have someone who can hear and see both sides of it. Yeah. Um, and then even the side of it, like not waiting until it's too late. Um, if you do are experiencing like marital trauma and things like that, I think it's important to kind of have a really an evaluation like i know we talked about that a lot like some some questions to ask to evaluate where you are and to go okay it's probably time for us to go see yeah. someone um just in even in thinking like from an individual counseling situation or side of things i guess i can speak more to this yeah. one um i kind of want to note so you never really make it right like you can go to counseling but there, there are going to be things that come up in life continuously that you're going to have to seek and probably get help for. And that's OK. Like, I don't want people listening to this to think once I get counseling, I'm good to go. Like, yeah. I never have to go it's back. It's not like a Smoothie King coupon where yeah. after <laughs> 10 sessions, I get a free smoothie and I'm good. Yeah. I yeah. filled it. Like, yeah. Yeah. So because so I started for the first time went after Blakeland was about a year and I went for anxiety because I realized just how much I was struggling and how unhealthy I was for my family and for her, for you. At, um, it was just the two of y'all at the time. Right. And then myself. But um, and really got some healing for some like serious trauma from my childhood that I'd never gotten yeah. help for. And it was, you know, revolutionary. Like it was it it definitely helped me and I felt like I was healing, but then COVID happened and I had to stop going and there were some new traumas that came up and I waited what about two or three years before I started going back again because I kept a couple years. Yeah. And so I kept putting myself on the back burner, knowing that the anxiety was getting bad again, knowing that there were new traumas, knowing that there was new hurt that I hadn't processed. And so now I'm back in it and like, it takes like three or four or five sessions to do trauma processing for just one thing and I get so agitated with it because I want it to be this quick process but then I have to realize like there's there it it takes time to heal wounds right and so and that's the other thing too is like whenever someone has a wound or you know gets hurt or whatever the first thing that they do is they get all the junk out like they clean it like you got to clean all the nasty stuff out and it hurts right it hurts at first but then after once you get all the junk out and you start looking to heal it and do the things to tend to it then it starts to heal and then you're better for it right yeah. and so i think that's kind of how you can view counseling is like there are wounds and you have to clean those wounds out and if you don't then they're just going to keep getting infected and they're going to get worse and it's yeah. going to control yeah. you and so you have to work to get that that stuff out so that you can really start the healing process yeah um and so I think that's kind of how I finally had to go, okay, I've got to go back. Because then we had two more kids and life happened. Like I said, there were new traumas. Yeah. And so I had to really like go, okay, I thought I made it, but I don't know that I ever actually will. And then having to be okay with it. And then also having to be okay with knowing there's it's a process. And that's kind of been hard to grapple with because it's like, okay, I just want it to be done. Yeah, um, we live in a right now world. Yeah. And so I've really had to sit in it and process through that trauma. And then I also, I go as far to say, like, there is a level to it where even in the post-trauma processing, like, you've had to help 
Like if I didn't have you, it'd be tough. Like I think in counseling, especially when you're going for trauma and processing and, and healing and that, like it's important to have someone to lean on. Yeah. And I'm, I'll probably say that for the rest of my life with anything. Like we were meant to be in relationships with people. And even if it's not your spouse, like you've got to have someone who you can trust is going to be like a safe haven for you and you don't have to share everything but there's a level to it where you've got to have somebody to support you as you're processing through that no doubt um especially with the different types of trauma processing and counseling that there is out there like there's a lot of after effects i'm still experiencing it so i just think it's important um for people to understand that that you never make it but that there is a level to it where you have to have somebody yep. with you to lean into. And and I think that's a great analogy that you bring up. And when you, when you use the example of like a wound. And so the thing about like a wound, anytime that you get cut, scab, sliced, whatever, mm-hmm. like the pain and what causes that is so quick and it happens so fast. Yeah. Like it's right now that you get hurt. Like you Mm -hmm. fall off your bike right now, you're bleeding and you have a scab. Like Mm -hmm. you cut the onion wrong and right now you slice your finger, right? Like all of those things, like the pain happens so quick and Mm -hmm. it's so damaging, but the healing always takes a while. Mm -hmm. And sometimes the healing's uncomfortable and sometimes the healing itches and it bothers you and you want to pick at it and you've just got to trust the healing and allow yourself to heal. And I think that... There are so many ways to do that. I would say a big ingredient of that would be counseling and and seeking counseling. Yeah. Seeking counsel. Yeah. That's good. Um, I would also say, I I think for me, just thinking about our kids and seeing that, like, I want them, again, you and I are trying to raise them in a home where they feel free to express their emotions and to process their emotions. I know that I'm not going to be a perfect parent. I know that they're going to experience things in this world that is going to hurt them. And so I want them to understand and know that there are other resources that they can use. Yeah. And sometimes it's it's not just, it doesn't just stop at counseling. Like I had to take anxiety medicine for several years. Um, and so like, I think people view that so much as, oh, either I don't believe strong enough or I'm not praying hard enough or, or you know, things of that nature. But it's like, there are resources available to us. And I think God puts people in our lives and puts things in place in order for us to be better and to heal and to utilize those resources because things happen. Right. And so I just want our kids to grow up knowing that there's freedom and expressing their emotions, but also to know like, Hey, I want you to process this stuff with someone else outside of just me. And so I would go as far to say, like, I'm going to encourage our kids to see counselors because they're going to, they're going to need it at some point. Yeah. And as much as I want them to come to us with issues and problems and stuff, they're going to experience some hurt from us. Yeah. And so it's the saying, like, you can't heal in the place that hurt you. Yeah. And so they're going to have to have adults that can speak in their lives and, and, and speak truth to them. Mm-hmm. And and for us that are church-based and and all of that. So Yeah. And multiple resources. Small, I want them to use multiple small group right. leaders and, and professional counselors. Like, whatever yeah. they need no doubt. to help them. 
um, because that's what's most important to me is them being able them being as healthy as they possibly can so um and then i think kind of one of one big thing to note on is don't compare your journey to someone else's don't compare your healing to someone else's um and you don't always have to like there's no timeline for healing. And I think we get kind of caught in that because we're definitely in a compare myself to others world because we have so much exposure to other people's lives. Yeah, I know just going back to the healing analogy, like the ACL situation, like we both tore our ACLs, exactly we both had surgery. I was just thinking. And I like you didn't heal the same way that yeah. I did. My my journey, my and all of that was not the same as yours. And I would get so discouraged because of it and just understanding that like my body is different, my response is different, my situation is different. I mean, there's so many things you can add to that. And so when you get to the this whole comparison thing, yeah. then you can't do what it takes to heal for what you specifically need because you're so focused on trying to get where everybody else is. Yeah. And it doesn't, the timeline doesn't matter. Right. It doesn't matter. And so like in the same example that Tay just gave, we both had ACL reconstructive surgeries. I was fully released and healed from that in four and a half months. Mm-hmm. Never wore a brace, none of that stuff. Right. Um, Tay had a totally different experience. Mm-hmm. It took longer. It was more nagging. It was more painful. But so the healing process was different and the timeline was different. And so when I say that, but the timeline doesn't matter. I ultimately went on to never play another snap of varsity Saturday football at the university we went to. Taylor went on after her surgery to be an all-conference player on the basketball court. And so just because your timeline might be taking longer or it's going really quick when we fall into this habit of comparing, all we're ultimately doing is giving us the, our, giving ourselves this false notion of exactly where mm-hmm. we stand when in reality, the healing timeline doesn't matter. The health and the growth and the healing matters. Mm-hmm. And you, just the fact that you're doing it and what you need, right. it's specific to you. That That's the most important part. So I think that's important to, to note as yeah. we end this episode. Um, you got any last minute thoughts? I mean, I, I guess bottom line, summarize it all. Like we are... 1000% pro counseling. There's mm-hmm. nothing wrong with it. Um, and, and we are all for it. We are thankful, thankful, thankful that God put professionals yeah. on this planet, uh, that that have that gift, uh, and that are called in that way. Uh, and I know as for me in my house, we utilize that. Yeah. Um, and so if, if, you kind of go back and forth on it, or if you're someone that's never even really thought of it, like we're not, we're not telling you you got to go shout it from a mount a mountain, mm-hmm. but I mean, I, like there's there's ultimately like I want you to feel encouraged. There is nothing wrong with seeing a counselor. Yeah, I think that's good. And there's nothing wrong with you for seeing a counselor. Yeah. There's something wrong. That's why you're seeing the counselor, but you're not wrong for seeing a counselor mm-hmm, right. or seeking counsel. Yeah. Um, and so. You need to feel empowered. You need to feel encouraged because you are doing what it takes to heal. You're brave. That's bravery yeah. right yeah. there. Yeah. Okay. We we didn't plan this, but I kind of have something stirring in my heart. I kind of want to pray for people who might be listening to this and needing some counseling. Let's do it. All right. All right. To end the episode, we're going to pray. 
Okay. Um, Jesus, thank you for um, the opportunity for all of us to come together. Thank you for our listeners. And um, thank you that you are a God who heals and that you are a God who allows us to process things and that you are a God who provides resources and cares so much for us Mm -hmm. that you would go as far as to equip people to guide and help us because you knew that even when we fell short, even when traumas and the hurt of this world came at us, that, um, that we would need help. And so thank you that you're our help. Thank you that you provide help. I pray for the person listening right now who has um, a trauma that they're trying to process and they're, they're unsure. I pray that you would just allow them to speak to their hearts and allow them to uh, experience the healing that they may need to take the step to um, whatever it is that you're calling them to next. I pray for the person who um, is processing emotions and is unsure of what to do for them, for the marriage that is um, hurting right now, for um, the the couple who's engaged or dating and isn't sure what's next for them and who needs counsel. And I would just pray that you would just give them a sense of um, peace, but that you would just help them to know what their next step is and that you would help them to know that they are brave and processing their emotions and seeing that counselor and utilizing the resources that you've given them. And I would just pray that you would provide healing and peace through that process and um, that you would just continue to use the people list those listening um, for your glory and that you would just help them to feel your presence and just that you would continue to be their help. Um, We thank you, Jesus. We love you. It's in your name we pray. Amen. Amen. All right. Well, we hope this was helpful to you. We will see you next week for our last episode of the season. Um, And thanks for joining us again this week. All right. Peace. That's it for our show today. Thanks for listening. Be sure to leave us a review and share this episode with a friend. Tune in next week for more fun and connection. In the meantime, don't forget to visit our website, view our blog, and connect with us on social media throughout the week. Don't forget to fill your glass this week. Share this episode with a friend and invite them to have a glass with us. We can't wait to hang out with you again. This episode is brought to you by Rambo Media. Thanks for tuning in.